May I speak to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Advent is here. The word Advent means coming. And we hear that in our Isaiah reading, a bidding for people to come. And we hear of Jesus' second coming in our gospel reading. Come, respond, move towards something. But what? We hear at the end of our Isaiah passage, come to the light. In this time of year, it is dark, a lot. Maybe it's dark when you go to work. Maybe it's dark when we come home. It can affect our well-being, our energy. We can easily become inert and feel like it's midnight and be shocked to look at the clock and it's only 7 p.m. In the midst of this dark, potentially inert time, Christmas is already around us. This past week, before Thanksgiving, Little Rock had the lighting of the Christmas tree downtown. This month will quickly become full, busy with food, parties, shopping, decorating, maybe some stress. And into the short days and busyness, we throw church into the mix. We've got the Christmas pageant coming, which many of our children have been diligently preparing for. We've got music, which in the Episcopal tradition may feel odd to some, but can be so meaningful. We do not do Christmas songs before Christmas. It's just too soon. And we've got the Advent wreath, which tonight, speaking of bidding to come, come to our Advent event. Complimentary dinner. Chris will help us understand the season and the meaning of the wreath. We'll also have opportunity for wreath making for you to take home for your own wreath as well as ideas about how to practice Advent in the home. It is our great hope that this will be a parish-wide event. Families, young adults, not so young adults, everyone included. So we've got darkness, perhaps stress, and church that is a bit out of sync with culture all in the mix. When we put this all together, we may personally feel simply like, when will this be over? Jan Richardson, in her Advent devotional night visions, helps us take stock a bit. Here's what she says. The season of Advent means there is something on the horizon, the likes of which we have never seen before. It's not possible to keep it from coming because it will. That's just how Advent works. What is possible is to not see it, to miss it, to turn just as it brushes by you, and you begin to grasp what it is you miss. So stay, sit, linger, tarry, ponder, wait, behold, wonder. There will be time enough for running, for rushing, for worrying, for pushing, for now, stay. Wait, something is on the horizon. Our readings today circle around ideas of darkness and light and time. We mentioned it's dark outside a lot right now, but darkness is more than nighttime. It can infer a moral quality, which we hear in our Romans passage. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness. And Paul provides a pretty long list of examples there. Darkness can also infer to a more cosmic flavor. We also hear in Romans, put on the armor of light. 
Why do we need a word picture of armor? And we hear in Isaiah, come let us walk in the light of the Lord. There is a light belonging to God and a dark that is not. We live in the midst of kingdoms and conflict. In our contemporary culture, we additionally add a meaning to darkness, suffering, or difficulty. Those times where we do not know where God is, and maybe we do not know where we are. This might be circumstantial, a medical diagnosis, grief over loss, or spun from all kinds of things. St. John of the Cross, a 16th century monk, is famously known for his writing called The Dark Night of the Soul. It's actually a poem about those things we encounter that must be, must be dealt with to draw us closer to God. St. John is asserting that darkness is a gift, a means to God in a way. We glimpse the importance of darkness for growth as we consider a seed planted in the ground or the womb in which babies develop, a dark place that fosters growth and life. Darkness also forces us to use our other senses. Our sight is curbed. We need to rely and experience awareness through touch, hearing, taste, smell. What we never hear is that darkness is unsafe, that it will harm us. It is something we journey through, something we are aware of in our behaviors, something around us. And sometimes it is a really easy place to literally or figuratively, hide. So darkness can be good or not so good. Advent starts in the dark. Israel was waiting for promises to be fulfilled. The wise men were journeying in darkness, watching that star, looking for the Savior. But darkness does not mean the absence of God. Throughout Scripture, there are many contrasts of light and dark. We hear beautifully in Psalm 139, if I say surely the darkness will overwhelm me and the light around me become night, even darkness is not dark to you, God. The night is as bright as the day. Darkness is as light to you. For God, there is no difference. This can encourage us in our Advent journey. Maybe the darkness of this season confronts our hiding or our behavior, or simply bids us to come to the light, experience the journey, encounter our need for a Savior. And as we do, develop other senses to see, hear the silence or listen to music that fosters our reflection, smell the smells of the season, the cider, the trees, the preparations of feasting, that unique scent of winter, Taste the season, perhaps by an approach to simple eating and enhancing taste as Christmas draws near. And literally, see light increase through the use of the Advent wreath. The bidding is come, respond, look, move toward. And Advent is long. We become aware of time. Historically, its flavor is more that of Lent, of repentance which kind of makes sense as we prepare to encounter Christ's coming, both the looking back and remembering and the looking forward to the return, the second coming, these twin themes of Advent. But we need to be careful. 
We may think of this time, this darkness and waiting as past tense. We know the story. Jesus is born and creation and the shepherds all go the whole nine yards, go a little crazy, touchdown, it's happened. But we look forward too. Jesus is coming again. This thought may cause us pause. Hopefully not fear, but a taking stock, hence repentance, a turning, a mini Lent before Christmas. That's where, again, we encounter time. Now is the time. We hear in Romans and in our gospel reading, Jesus gives examples of people doing regular daily things, working in the fields, grinding meal. Part of the message is keep doing regular stuff, daily stuff. But be ready. Be aware. But understand this, Jesus says, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. May Jesus surprise us this Advent season. Jack Boozer, a former professor of Christian theology at Emory University, describes Advent with a bit of exhortation. He says, in this strange season, we are suspended between realization and expectation. May we be found more honest about the darkness, more perceptive about the light. Amen.